it's very hot to just like not know everything about what's going on with your person. Like fucking wonder if you like, I'm, I appreciate that you want to know how my day is. Just wonder, just fucking wonder. Don't, you don't have to know all the time. Just fucking wonder about it. It feeds into the missing. Hey, welcome back. We're not for everyone, and we're an existential commentary podcast hosted by one hater and one lover. I'm the hater, or so they say, and sitting next to me, well, actually not, but sitting somewhere is just the lover. If I was sitting next to you, then we wouldn't be in as much chaos this morning as we actually are in because we had a time zone, time zone miscommunication totally on my side. Um, would be much easier if I could just be sitting next to you and 12 p.m. Met, meant the same thing to both of us. It's you know? so funny. We spent because we also did this last week. We were like 12 p.m., 12 p.m. We have different definitions of what 12 p.m. is. And then we we're like this week, this week we got it. This week we got it. Did not get it this week. Turns out we did not get it. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gliding. I'm gliding right into it. I'm wearing my Lion King shirt from the gym, and I am bringing kooky energy this morning. <laughs> Kook energy. That looks like a very soft T-shirt. It is big. It's kink. very broken in. Ooh, yeah. Um, it's kind of like a conversation starter T-shirt. Like when I was on, <laughs> I've only, walked down the street. If they're down to talk about the Lion King. That's the conversation we're gonna have. The right people are, you know. Correct, the right correct. Are. I've walked down the street and people have rolled down their windows and complimented this t-shirt. <laughs> oh, describe it. Describe what's on it, girl. Oh, sure. Good point. Um, It's Simba and Nala in their kind of like pre-adolescent years. Frolic um, phase. Just playing, frolicking. Yeah. And it's a great shirt and it's kind of like vintage, like loose fitting and very comfy and yeah, I used to wear it. I used to wear it a lot more. I have to do laundry, so it was the shirt that I had available this morning when okay. I like rushed to the gym. But um, I wore it. I bought it specifically for the one of the first times that I did stand up because I wanted to wear like a really like kooky stand up comedian outfit. <laughs> on you got stage. the uniform. You got the uniform. <laughs> yeah. And then I proceeded to put that picture of me on stage from that show on like all my dating apps at the time and I was like the right people will respond to this and people responded I don't know if it was the right people (laughs) but it got the conversation started (laughs) got somebody to respond which actually brings me to one of the things I wanted to bring up but I don't know if it's too soon what do you what do you feel right now it's time time right now it's time what is it well you and I were talking yesterday about how like we kind of like missed each other's windows in terms of being single and dating and on the apps and stuff right. because you're very actively doing that now but I'm no longer but like a couple years ago a year ago I was like exactly where you are but we weren't chatting that much specifically at that time which is why exactly yeah in chatting just told me like a dating story over the weekend one of hers and I was like oh my god it just hit me how much Dating and swiping is like a weird personality you have to take on and how much I think of Jess as just like this person who's solidly in a relationship. But as soon as you're dating and swiping, you become a crazy person. Case in point, look at me. And it's it's like suddenly you're spending extensive amounts of time with fucking strangers. It's crazy behavior. It's crazy behavior. And anyway, that was I was just like, whoa, it's so weird to think of Jess swiping like a loose whore as I do, um, it was, yeah. So, okay. 
Okay, so we revealed this part of you. Go on. It's funny because, yeah, like when I started peaking, I was single and a lot of what I talked about on peaking was like dating adjacent or dating related. I don't think I shared like my most revealing dating stories on there because my mom was an avid listener of peaking and I was just like, we're not doing that. But I realized when you said that to me yesterday that you didn't know this side of myself, I was like, oh, like not for everyone listeners don't know this side of myself and I want to level the playing field so you (laughs) feel less crazy because I know sometimes you feel crazy sharing your dating stories and I just don't have them to contribute right now but I have them oh she has them she has them (laughs) yeah I would also just like to say for the record I am not sharing my crazy dating stories on here these are the (laughs) stories when you hear something on the podcast anything dating or otherwise People need to understand that has gone through so many filters of what's acceptable for me to say. Very true. There, my cra- The crazy dating stories will never be on here. In order for me to talk about something on the podcast, it has to not drag anyone, despite what you might think. Like, you know, I'm breaking up with people on here and talking about this. And like, I'm not, but you'll notice I'm not really saying anything negative about a person. I'm not breaking up with them because nothing negative happens. Right. But... I'm not here to drag. I'm actually not here to drag real people who are in my life. I'm not here to expose them. You know, I try to focus on sharing my feelings, things that I'm processing, um, something stupid I did. I'm here to embarrass myself. But eh, if you think I'm being ruthless, I am not sharing the crazy dating stories on here because I can't do that to people. But let's hear some of Jess's. (laughs) But a realization that I had is like, It's so much easier to share the crazy dating stories when you are removed from them. Like, I I don't even know what these people are doing anymore. It's been years since the date when this crazy thing happened. I can just refer to them as, like, some guy from the apps as opposed to, like, a guy I hooked up with last night. You know? Like, it's different. Yes. Yeah. You need the the distance. Which actually made me realize, like, I should be sharing these more because I have that distance maybe more than you do right now. I love it. Which brings me to a dating story that kind of turns into a topic, somewhat of a topic that I'm like interested in your take on. Yes. So. I will deliver. A couple years ago, um, in the thick of the pandemic, I'll give some context. I have talked about the relationship I was in, long relationship that ended when I moved to Chicago. After that, I took maybe like nine months to just be by myself and like heal and do all the stuff. And then I started to approach the apps again and like very shortly after I got on the apps and started to date a little bit, COVID hit and lockdown happened and like everything was closed up. And then slowly, kind of like the incels of COVID, I feel like, were the single people that were like, okay, something's got, like, I can't, I can't stay locked up for much longer. So like the summer, the first summer of COVID in 2020, when really you were supposed to like not be doing anything. Me and the other single people of Chicago and probably of the world were like, okay, we're, we're going to find a way to do something. <laughs> um, and that's really when like the majority of my singledom occurred was during the pandemic and during like lockdown and COVID. So it's weird because I, yeah, I was like in a long relationship, then single during COVID and now I'm in a relationship. So I have a weird, I think, experience with being single and dating and using the apps because of that context of like this time of life. Oh, it's a crazy time. The first summer of COVID, that alone is like, that needs to be a country song. But it, it's, it's yeah, it's a dark one. Oh my God, that's when you were dating. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, so um, maybe that fall, I ended up getting COVID. And I had had a date scheduled with someone from Hinge, who I had like texted a little bit. And 
I was looking forward to going on the date with him, but I was also kind of like felt like a weird vibe from him. Like something was a little weird. And like the night before the date, he started to try to sext me. And we had not met in person yet. Oh, I'm so oh, – I cannot. I cannot. That's a deal breaker. To me, in my life now, ugh. Yes, exactly. But at the time when it's like I'm kind of new to being single, um, there's not a lot of like activity going on right now because of COVID. And I don't know what's normal or not. Like you talked last week about always needing to ask your friends like what's normal and what's not in certain ways yeah. with dating. yeah. I have felt that way before. And I still feel that way sometimes, but a lot less. So this was one of those things where I was like, is this normal? Like, it's not the first time that somebody's tried to sex me before I've met them before. This guy seems a little more like put together and like, I don't know. I told myself things like he has a good job and he like. What was the sexting though? You got to be, you got, you don't have to say specifically, but like a little, was it like talking about body parts or was it just being flirtier or like I, I would equate different things as sexting. Yeah, good point. I don't remember what that sexting was, but I will give you an example that followed. So that was like light. I think he was trying to like tiptoe into sexting and I took some time to respond. I like paused. We had been back and forth texting and I was like, I'm going to take a couple hours on this and see how I feel. And then I responded and was like, haha. Like, I think I tried to make it a joke. That was often my move when people would try to do that with me. I'd just like mm. laugh it off and see if I could like move the conversation along. And usually they don't get that memo, ladies um, and gentlemen. I don't know. Or it's just not what they're looking for. And they still or maybe it it turns them on that you're uncomfortable. Anyway. So upsetting. So eventually I said something like. Hey, I just like I'm not really down to do this before I've even met you in person. Like I'm not. Yeah, I'm not some prude, but like it just wasn't what you're looking for. It wasn't what you're looking for. Yeah, we don't have that vibe established. So, you know, let's not. And he was like, totally understand. I'm so sorry to make you uncomfortable, whatever. And I was like, okay. And he was like, I'm really looking forward to our date tomorrow. And I was like, great. Yeah, I guess this is fine. I wake up the next morning. I'm feeling under the weather. I take a COVID test. I have COVID. So I text him and I'm like, I'm really sorry. I tested positive for COVID. Like I have to push back our date. If you don't want to wait like the 10 days or whatever, totally understand. We don't need to like even keep talking. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know. I'm like, if you don't want to talk to me for 10 days before our date, that's fine. It's, yeah, we're both on the fence about this already. So let's call mm-hmm. it a day. <laughs> Maybe we should just call it. Let me guess. Let me guess. Let me guess. He said something really reasonable. Really sweet. Really reasonable and sweet. And like, oh, oh for fuck. you, I'm like interested in continuing to talk oh that scares me you don't know me whatever I hate everything I hate everything that's happening exactly everything exactly (laughs) but again I'm like well now I'm stuck in my apartment for a week so like I could use a texting buddy so sure (laughs) now I'll do it (laughs) not sexy I had I had said no to the sexting but I'm like I could still talk to this person okay following morning I wake up just this is a what this this whole thing is a side of you I've never witnessed this is wild this is wild the next morning I'm like feverish I had a terrible night's sleep I'm like really really sick and I get a text from him 8 a.m on a Thursday I'll never forget it and he goes good morning how do you sleep how are you feeling I was like I'm I'm not feeling that great like didn't really sleep very well like uh but thanks for checking in on me whatever he's like I was thinking about you all last night and he starts a sex. It's eight in the morning. I have COVID and I've already said no to sexting. And I just told you how violently ill I am. I'm like feeling bad in this moment. It's the least sexy thing ever. 
his sex was this thing that like my friends and I still to this day quote. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. <laughs> because it was like, I was thinking about you and you made me come so hard and so much. <laughs> that was it? That's pretty nonspecific. It was, it was vaguer than some of his other sex. Or there was maybe other color that I'm forgetting now. But the crux of it was this so hard and so much. It was capital S, capital O, capital O. Like so, so hard, so hard, and so much. I know. I that cracks me up because it's like, I mean, sure, yeah, that's usually the punchline of these things. But like, you didn't take any time in between. Like, build me a story arc. Build me something. <laughs> I just, yeah, I told you I'm feverish and not feeling well, and you were like, well, I came so hard and so much. <laughs> <laughs> like, how about a little character development? Yeah, my friends and I will to this day in every context be like, oh yeah, did you like? Did you go to the grocery store and get like so hard and so much with the <laughs> avocados? I don't know. Like we'll we'll just like totally take it out of context. Also, the part that really threw me was the quantity of it all. Like so much, like beakers full of jizz. He's measuring that it was like a ton of it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm talking several milliliters, Jess. You're a great gal. You're a great gal. Yeah. Filled it to the top. You're a great gal. <laughs> I don't know why that's where I go. No, but that is the energy. He's uh, like, you're a great gal. Can't wait to meet you in 10 days. <laughs> um, <laughs> so sorry to hear that you are so sick all the way so hard to the top. Listen. Okay, wait. Actually, I also want to say, listening back to the podcast, I realized that every time I, I feel like I say listen a lot. I always like to try and like catch people's little catchphrases where like this is a specific thing they say. And I realized for me, it's like I scream listen. You have a lot of them. I scream. I do. have. I, I think I scream listen. And 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 then whatever follows it is something very stupid. Like if I say if I say listen, it's an auditory cue that you can tune out for whatever comes next. Got it. Me or yeah. the listener or both. Oh, anyone. Anyone in the room. Anyone in the room. So listen, I want to say that sex if you want to say i'm not opposed to sexting it's all about like my opinion again my my opinion is just like for me it's uh i don't actually mean to shit on a guy for sexting but it's like oh you're obviously just like looking for something different than what i'm looking for which is why when they open with that now for me like i'm looking to find a connection i'm not that into it i don't mean to i don't mean to ruin this man's sexting dreams so hard and so long (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, I just mean <laughs> not what I'm looking for. <laughs> no, totally. And I don't know why at the time. I think it's a good example of one of those dating scenarios and app dating app scenarios where like I knew that that's not what I was looking for, but I entertained it too far or like accepted it too long, too hard and too much. Yeah, so hard, so long, too much. It's really hard because you're also trying to balance giving people the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. This is the thing when I talk about willingly walking forward into disappointment. For me, it means a little bit of like, okay, I'm going to walk into this. I'm going to walk into it and I think I know what it is, but I'm still like willing to be surprised and proven wrong. I find it to be a really tough balance, especially when you're someone, if you're inclined to like disregard your own feelings and like excessively make excuses for someone it can be a dangerous I find it very hard to balance yeah I don't know that was what I was doing with the first step of like okay I'm gonna communicate my boundary I'm gonna see if he can withhold that boundary and 
because I want to give this person the benefit of the doubt and everything else, all the other information I have about him is that he's like a perfectly nice, normal guy. So then when this happened, the second time the boundary was crossed and it's like an even more ridiculous setup or whatever, I blocked him. And I was like, okay, this is obviously done. And I had not been holding on hope that this was going to be my husband. Let's not kid anyone. Yeah. But I was still kind of like trying to give the benefit of the doubt to somebody that I could chat with and could go on a date with and whatever. And there's just too many of those stories. And I do think that is what I wanted to get to a little bit with the was the conversation about like sexting overall because I mean I agree with you like sext if you want to sext for me I don't want to do that with somebody that like I don't know well that I haven't already had sex with I feel like I don't have a sexual rapport with you and so why would I want to like type that up like that's my kind of view on it and my personal preference you have no emotion underlying it so it just doesn't even do very much for you is that what you mean kind of but it doesn't even require the emotion it's just like we've never had sex so how do you know what it feels like that's how I feel when I meet anybody from a dating app it's like you are a stranger as far as I know you are a homeless person off the street do you want to kiss no actually I don't I don't exactly I'm disgusted by your mouth it's like why are you describing what it feels like to like kiss my thigh when you've right. never kissed my thigh like I guess that's what I'm saying is like you could never kiss my I thigh. need to have done and you could never now <laughs> you, you could never but yeah it's just one of those things where it's like I don't need the emotional connection for it per se but I do need like to have an established physical connection no yeah yeah, yeah. I get you I mean there's a million totally there's a million different things to be looking for I've done I guess I've done it at different times for different things but I was also looking for different things at different times in life and it just it all depends there's no wrong answer here's the last thing I'll say about it I get really fired up about this because this was happening in a period of time where like everybody was sexting me on these apps like pre-meeting me (laughs) like this was not the only sex that I had gotten from somebody on an app that I'd never met before it was like a series and I have friends that can confirm and back this up because I was like they were like Jess what energy are you putting out there and I was like I'm not doing anything I have a Lion King t-shirt on in my (laughs) profile like what are you saying I'll I'll tell you what when I first see the the only part of your t-shirt that I can see it looks like Simba is sniffing Nala's ass (laughs) (laughs) maybe that's all this all that's hilarious I got a question just Have you ever, this sounds like a joke, but it is a real question. Have you ever been in love with um, like an Android user? Current. Currently. (laughs) Okay. All right. This is the rest of the episode. Listen, I have not. I have never, I don't think I've ever loved someone, romantically loved someone who was an Android user. I'm assuming that they do get in relationships. So I know these people are out there, (laughs) but I had this experience this week with a guy who's a friend and he's always had an android blah 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 blah. and I actually hadn't texted him in a while then I sent him a text and it went blue and I was like oh my god oh my god it went blue like never seen blue on his screen and there truly was this moment where I was like I can't I, truly for a moment I was like maybe something's possible here and we can it date was now. The, I was really <laughs> and then I you know I, I saw that thought and I was like that's a crazy thought you just said but it was a true feeling that I had I was like oh like maybe there's something here <laughs> the change the shift I was like I mean I don't know it if texting texting when it goes green it doesn't even feel like we're really talking right listen listen how are listen. you doing it listen I'm now using your word, listen. Listen. (laughs) 
It's a choice every day. Um, oh, that's why I believe you. I believe you. <laughs> I used to be the most like blue text only person. And I have made fun of my friends. I have my best friend, Kai, used to have an Android for like the first half of our friendship. And she now has an iPhone because I was getting close to ending that relationship. I was like, I can't even we, we don't talk the same. We don't talk as much when you're in the green bubbles like it's not the same energy. Listen, for people who have an Android, I think people get so offended because obviously it's shitty. It's like, oh, Apple is the best. Like, no, that's obviously annoying. I'm not upset to see somebody, to watch someone using an Android. Fucking use the Android. Don't give all your money to Apple. I support you. It's just so disconcerting. It's so disconcerting to press send on my text and feel like the the, the response of texting, of seeing a text go through to someone with an Android is the same as when somebody with an iPhone blocks you. It goes green. So yeah. that's the feeling when we're texting. Every text is like, am I blocked? Did it go anywhere? Totally. Did it even get sent? I know I know the feeling so well. I've had to, I've been on many dates with Android users. They've never worked out for obvious reason. My current boyfriend does have an Android. Do you guys talk about it? Have you had like, like a conversation oh, about yeah. it? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. It was like some, a, a bridge that had to be built, rebuilt, right. you know, at the beginning. <laughs> I mean, what we do, this is like a, this is actually an actionable tip for people who are dealing with the same struggle <laughs> in their lives. We often use Instagram Messenger instead of text. so funny. Correct. Correct. Because you can see the chat bubbles pop up. You can see the red receipt. You can see, like, it's the energies there. Because I, I really equate it to an energy mismatch like when it I'm, is an energy mismatch. i'm messaging with you i'm putting my heart and soul into this back and forth back and forth back and forth back and forth when it's green you feel like you have to get that text right and send it and like wait you don't know what's happening it's it feels like if we the equivalent in like an in-person conversation it feels like if every time i said something to you in conversation you were completely blank faced had a 10 second pause of silence then slapped me, then responded. And that's yeah. how each <laughs> sentence goes. And I'm like, oh, I don't know. This is really thrown off the energy. Now, something that I've learned from my boyfriend is that apparently Android users have an equivalent of iMessage amongst other Android users. Yeah. To keep it in the family? Wow. They can see when somebody's... It's actually even better than iMessage in certain ways. It's more like Instagram Messenger where, like, you can see when someone's online. No! Can, like, bad! Bad! Which I don't want. I have that setting turned off of, on my Instagram. To test. But same. there is, like, this preservation of the Android chat energy in the same way that there's the preservation of the iMessage energy. So it's two camps. And... yeah. To cross those lines is really like Civil War era brothers against brothers. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a Shakespearean play. Yeah. Wow. We'll never understand each other. I bet you guys are. That is really complicated. You guys are. That's like a. It's something to overcome. That's really complicated. Yeah. Do you feel like a hero? I, I do. When I said a couple weeks ago in an episode, like you end up dating people who are actually really good for you, but nothing like what you expected. Like, I'm talking about myself. Totally. Are you a person that likes to text somebody you're dating a lot? Like, never. Never. That's the thing. Never. never. Me neither. Which is another reason that this doesn't matter that much <sighs> to me. I, I don't, I really don't like giving my phone number to people before we've met in person. I prefer to keep it on the app. Sometimes I will, depending on the feeling. I really don't like doing it. Um, and if I do give you my number, I certainly do not want to be texting. And I will say that if they start being chit chatty, I feel like 
I've gotten pretty good at communicating that like I will meet you when I meet you but if someone doesn't get it and they're being like how was your day first of all I don't care who you are don't ever ask me how my day was don't ever ask me how my day was unless truly I mean I guess there's some exceptions but like I don't want to do that over text really I don't really want to do that over text I don't know. I guess there's some friends I do do that with, but like it's different. Not a dude. I, not a dude I haven't even met. Like I don't even. It's giving me nothing. I don't actually want to tell you how my day is. Right. I don't know. Yeah. So I'll. I will just say to them. I'm being like. I think my line is usually like, "It was good. Hope yours is good too." Maybe I'll ask them something back. And then I'm like. I'll you know I'll answer the question. I'll be like, I'm really not great over text. I do way better in person. Like. I'm looking forward to chatting then or something, which is the truth. It is also the truth. I a, don't enjoy texting. And part of the reason I don't enjoy it is that I, I feel very lame over text. I've realized a lot of my humor, I think, is like in the delivery or something. Like I hate myself over text. It does not come across. And then I feel like we haven't met yet and they don't know how to read my text yet not that I'm so fucking special but like they don't I've heard that from people before they're like oh after we met it was fun texting you but beforehand I just feel like I'm actually digging myself in a hole and I'm not willing to lose the battle yet so I'm like no one texts I'm the same way I feel like well it's funny you were like I don't want somebody I haven't met yet to ask me how my day is and I'm like I don't want somebody I haven't met yet to sext me so on either side of the spectrum well, I also don't we want don't sexting. want texts from people who yeah who we haven't met yet it's like let's meet let's see if there's a vibe let's establish what our dynamic is together and what the tone is when I'm talking so you can hear me in the text but even when I'm like in a relationship I don't like I don't do a lot of texting back and forth. It's like texting to coordinate when are we going to see each other, texting to ask a quick question, and like sometimes texting and being like, how was your day if I knew that they were going to have a long day or something. It's very hot to just like not know everything about what's going on with your person. Like fucking wonder if you like I'm, I appreciate that you want to know how my day is. Just wonder. Just fucking wonder. Don't you don't have to know all the time. Just fucking wonder about it. Wonder what I'm doing. Like we can chat about it later. It's nice to have like it feeds into the missing. I think that's nice. I'm not saying it's the only way to do it. Don't make me keep saying this. It's just my way. It's just my way. Okay. Totally. And having something to talk about. Like if you've already covered everything about your day or whatever. I mean, obviously there's conversation to be had besides what happened in your day, but just leave the mystery. I don't want to keep tabs on you. It's It also feels like part of preserving your independent worlds. I think it's so important to have like strong foundation in your independence um, in addition to your united thing. So it's like, I'm going to let you have your fucking day as a person who's not just someone in a couple. Like go be your own person. I think there's a tendency in people who are dating to think to themselves like, oh, they're not texting me a lot. Like, I don't know if they're interested. And I do think if you're having like an intuitive feeling that they're not interested and they're not putting an effort, then you're probably like onto something. Sure. But if it's solely based off of like frequency of texts, when you, everything else points to they want to see you again and they're interested in getting to know you and whatever. I don't know. I think that there's something to be challenged there because some people are just not like that and I mean if you need someone who is like that then maybe it's not a good match but if you can be okay with allowing that space in between dates whether it's early on or later like I think I think there's something to be said with getting comfortable with like 
I'm not waiting around for a text from this person, but I know that I'm going to see them and we're going to have so much to talk about and I'm looking even more forward to it because I'm wondering what, what they've been up to, to some extent. Yeah, I th- I think you nailed the, nailed, hit the nail on the head. Nailed okay. it. Na- I was like, nailed the nail. Okay. Um, Because I've noticed that the times that I am craving more texting from someone, it's because I feel insecure about the dynamic. And it's not so much necessarily, like sometimes it's because I'm really excited to talk to somebody. You're like really infatuated. But sometimes I think it's because I'm looking for the text is the assurance, right? Assure me that you're still into this. Assure me, which possibly points to actual fear. There's a lot of fear there that they're not really reliable or there's a lot of fear there that they're not um, dependable or they're not necessarily committing or that's when I feel the need ramping up in me that I do want more text because I'm like, just give me one more reassurance. Um, So that's what I noticed in myself. Yeah, I've been there. Something I'm really struggling with um, in dating right now is people can give suggestions for this. I might ignore all of them, but telling guys what I like, what my work is, what my livelihood is. I really, I feel like I've tried so many different ways and I just don't feel like I've cracked it um, for a bunch of reasons. Like I, I used to hate telling people I was an actor. I hated that. I had a lot of negative feelings about that career. So that was my own insecurity. I loved telling people I was a software developer um, because I feel like it caught people off guard. They didn't like peg me for that. It made them like maybe curious to learn more, whatever. Ironically, I liked saying that even though I didn't like that career. Yeah. You know, it's an identity thing, an ego thing. I used to just not tell people up top. I used to just like try and avoid it. Like I remember that. What do you say? I make YouTube videos or I create content that seems worse. Um, seems like the fucking worst. Or maybe say like I edit videos. Not really true. Um, I, I did avoid it for a while. And I found the problem with that was like then it's this huge part of my life. And I actually love it. And I'm proud of it. And so there's this big thing I then can't talk about. And I'm not actually embarrassed of the reality, but I do think a lot of people hear like, oh, you make YouTube videos and they, especially before they watch the videos, they're just like, what the fuck is that? Like what kind of, I don't know, vapid or meaningless or whatever. Um, I actually do feel really like I, I love it. It's given me, it like is so fulfilling to me, but there are some insecurities about how people initially respond to it. And I cannot figure out how to talk about it. I've tried even just being like doing all of this, being like, this is what I do. These are the other things I've done. Um, I never really know how to describe it. I always feel like, I don't know, but then it's too much and it feels very fraught and it feels very insecure. I like truly cannot crack. Maybe the right person just won't have a weird reaction I don't know well that's what I was thinking obviously but at the same time that's not very helpful in the interim you know I feel like some of it is maybe getting more like comfortable with it yourself like if you say it with confidence and comfortability then people are more likely to receive it that way it's like oh she's really sure of herself so yeah this must be a thing. That's what I try to say. I try to, I, I feel like I did that with recent guy. I was just like, I love it. It's the best. I just always, it still feels weird to say. Yeah. yeah. I, could, I could own it more. Yeah, but I mean, 
I don't know. I have been wondering about that because you've shared that with me in the past, how like you don't like to really bring it up at the beginning. And I was like, I wonder if she's still approaching it that way or has changed anything about the way she's approaching it. Because to me, it is such a big part of your life. It's like one of the, it's like the best part of my life. I love it. Yeah. It, it's like captures so many things I believe. Like I actually have a job I love. That's a fucking, like, I am not owed that. It And it makes me very happy. And it's so many things I care about um, and actually believe in. But yeah, with the last two guys, like the last two times I met like a new person, I told them just what I did. Maybe even like on the app or in person or something. I It was the first times that I just like came out with it. I also didn't want to share it before because I didn't want people to just go like Google me and like not get to know me and just like consume content. It's a weird dynamic, but I don't think there's any way around it. So you don't have it on your dating app, like in the job. No, place. no, I do not. Maybe I should. But do you think in some ways that would make it easier because you wouldn't have to break it to them it's like they've already seen that I mean yes it does that literally never occurred to me wow it does risk like that they might look you up uh, ahead of time but at the same time um they'll probably look you up eventually I was gonna say I actually feel like if you actually watch the videos like it shows my personality so like if it's kind of helpful like you might you might like me you might dislike me but I do feel like it's me um yeah fuck maybe I should Because then it's like it's there. You don't have to be the first one to say it to them. They see it on the app. And then in the conversation on the app, they might ask you about it and they might find it really attractive because you'll talk about how it's like, you know, it's it's such a part of you and you feel like you're really like doing what you're supposed to be doing. And like that's an attractive thing. And then going into the date, you this burden is lifted off of you because you've already put it out there. It's a filter. If they're disgusted by it, then like we probably won't end up on a date yeah listen I'm gonna try it do you have multiple apps or is it just hinge what do you what's your like mix I just sometimes it's mostly hinge sometimes I have bumble around right now um only because I actually got felt pretty crushed by an experience with a guy recently that I won't be talking about but it doesn't really matter it just like the takeaway was like it really hurt my self-esteem and I was really eager to just like move on to the next and meet someone else and I was like I think I've gone through all the guys on hinge I need to I need to download bumble so right now bumble's on there it's funny I feel like the apps definitely work differently and like there's pros and cons to each I I do feel like most of my success in terms of going on multiple dates with people that I'm generally interested in um, has come from Hinge, but there's like something to be said for all of them. But at the same time, it's kind of like all the same people are on all of them. You start to get to know these people that you swipe by all the time and you're like, oh, he's still here. Like <laughs> you get to see. OK, so literally this happened. Literally this happened. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. True. I went on a date over. When was this? Maybe like two days ago. And saw this guy on Hinge and he looked really familiar to me. And then I realized he just looked like almost identical, almost identical to Jack Quaid, who is Dennis Quaid and Meg Ryan's son, like identical, identical. (laughs) Um, And my friend also randomly used to happen to date Jack Quaid. So I was like, that's why this face looks so familiar to me. Okay. I was like, I don't, I think about Dennis Quaid, but I don't think about Jack Quaid. So this is specific. (laughs) I don't think Jack Quaid is in a lot of people's 
like world but for this random reason he was in mine and I was like wow okay uh anyway you know he asked for my number eventually and I gave it to him but then he didn't text me for like several hours which was fine but it was only notable because he'd been tech messaging on the app like pretty like promptly mm-hmm. and I was like oh he hasn't texted me yet okay fine whatever and then I finally get a text from him and I open the text and it is not the first text in our text chain there is a text history there And he's like, hey, it's me. I'm really embarrassed. It looks like we tried to go on a date exactly one year ago. Wait, was it really exactly a year? It was exactly, it was literally last February. Wow. It was uh, exactly a year ago. And there was our text chain. And what had happened was I think he texted me um, a year ago and I replied and then just like nothing from him, which is not like... You, he doesn't know me. He doesn't know me anything. It, it wasn't a big. It happens. It's not a big deal. I don't even really. Con- I don't consider that ghosting. Like we hadn't even met. It's fine. But I guess he felt awkward about it, which I get. And it's it's not a great start. But I'm also willing to be like, there's about a million reasons you might not, you know, reply that text. Whatever. Totally. And then, um, so that was why. It turns out that was why. I think he looked familiar to me. Is because we had gone through this because whole thing you a had year ago. Matched before. <laughs> We had literally done it, yeah. Anyway, we ended up having this, like, I'm talking about it now because we ended up having this, like, a, like really fun, like, eight-hour date, which is obscene mm-hmm. for someone who doesn't like to talk to her own best friends for 90 minutes, more than 90 minutes. <laughs> we went on this marathon date. We were just having a great time. But I also had this sense that maybe neither of us were really into it romantically. I was just really enjoying him as a person. It kind of felt like when you're doing, like, some kooky drugs and – you're just like everything is love and you're talking to strangers and you're just like I don't know I'm just loving this yes it felt like that it felt like that and I I kind of felt like he was feeling the same way like I didn't feel like he liked me romantically but we were both just like having a a delight of an adventure and then um haven't heard from him Mm. and so I I feel like it's safe to maybe confirmed probably confirmed kind of a delightful isolated experience started started with not texting me ended with not texting me I've said it before I do think all the information is there from the beginning I don't hold anything against him he was like the nicest person I've had he's like maybe the nicest I feel like the nicest person I've ever met he was super sweet and um he has to fly free I do appreciate that when he saw that you had a text history he decided to just address it because it's I like think he sat on it he sat on it for a few hours <laughs> I I appreciate that when he decided like okay I'm gonna go for it he addressed it because somebody could easily just like kind of be blasé and glaze over that and there would be nothing inherently wrong with that. But I'm the type of person that likes to address the elephant in the room a lot of the time. I think it'd be pretty just, fucking it would be pretty fucking wild to not address it at all. Like, right. The text chain is there, yeah. Um, so I think that that's great. And then like the marathon date is also great. I feel like a lot of times those are kind of like, you know, it's hot and heavy at the beginning. Not that it was hot and heavy in like a romantic attraction sense. It but was just, just like, like a frolic. A it was a fucking. It was a fucking frolic. Yeah. yeah, and those are amazing to have. And you said it yourself. Like you added another dating app because you were really eager to get back out there after a recent weird experience. And so I feel like having a fun marathon date with a nice person, even if you never hear from them again, is the perfect like palate cleanser in dating. Yeah. You know, it's like okay, cool, that was fun. I remember that I enjoy going out with new people sometimes and like I can I can be myself and be carefree a little bit after all this stuff that's been like 
stressful and piling up in my head where I haven't felt like I could be as carefree in dating. Not to speak for you, but like I think that's what yeah. I've, I picked up on in that, you know, transitional moment. So I think that's great. And yeah, what I did say to you was I've been in that situation too where you match with someone a year ago or however long ago you never actually end up dating and then you see them on the app again because all these same people are cycling through the same apps and all trying to find someone yeah it's like eight of us on there it's just eight of (laughs) us all fucking like kissing and hating each other this comedian dina hashem she has a great joke about it where she's like she's like i recognize all the people on the dating apps um it's to the point where like I'll see somebody pop up and I'll be like, oh, Joe finally got his master's degree. Like, good for him. (laughs) So I just do think that that's the energy there. I was talking to Jess about this. I was like, I don't know. We matched before. I'm not offended, really, that he didn't text me. That seems so human. That's not like a big red flag to me. I could have done that to someone. And Jess was like, I feel like there's you. It what it usually means is that there's probably a reason you guys like nobody fought to get the date. Yes, I. You were like, yes. and I, and when you said that, it was that rang so true. Like I think we were not quite a match, but there was something we appreciated about each other. We were gonna try it, whatever. But there was a reason somewhere, probably both in both of us, that we were like, I don't really think this is the one. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. That's that's what I said. That felt so true. That felt so true. I've been in that situation and I've gone on the date, you know, and then kind of confirmed it of like, okay, yeah, I guess I remember now why I never felt so strongly about making this happen last time. That doesn't mean that this is like a terrible person or that I regret going on the date, but like it all makes sense why we never did it a year ago. I stand by it. I just do think all the information is there in the beginning, which is like a hard thing to balance when you're also... When I also know, like, you can't really judge a book by its cover, but I think, I think the clues are there, and it's just like not everything's a clue. Sometimes things are an isolated thing, but I don't know. It's it's not like looking at the individual data points. It's you know looking at them as a whole. I do feel like it's there in the beginning. Yeah, totally. I'm gonna take us to some different topics. Take us for a ride. (laughs) Um, It's a song I just wrote. I loved it. I loved it. (laughs) I write songs all the time. Okay. One thing that has struck me recently, and maybe I'm just like missing something. Maybe I'm just a disgusting person who like doesn't seem to care about manners. But I noticed I was at a Super Bowl party where a bunch of kids were there. It was like people a little bit older than me who already have children. And one of the little boys ran to the bathroom and did his thing, came out of there. And his mom was like, did you put the the lid back down? And he was like, oh, and he ran over and <laughs> he ran back over to the bathroom and like put the lid back down on the toilet seat. OK. And I just had a moment where I was like, why is that such a big deal? Like, <laughs> like well, you were blown away. <laughs> well, I just have never really paused and thought about it before, but. That is like a manner considered like a politeness manner type of thing for men to put the seat back down for women. And I just don't feel that it's that hard for me to put the seat down myself if I find it up. And (laughs) I I just like I don't really get why it was like so imperative for this five year old to like run back into the bathroom and watch the, the parents are like, we have to train him to do this. Oh, oh, I see. I see. You're disagreeing with their emphasis on like I'm now not, now you're a charmed little boy. Right. Like I'm not I'm not completely disagreeing. Like I'm sh- no, sure. No, no, no. I, I'm on board with you. I'm right. on board. I it's thought like a I, fine thing. I thought 
I thought you were going to celebrate him for like being a feminist and I wanted to be oh, like, no, I don't know who gives a shit. That's what I feel like is happening, though, in society. It's like if you teach your little boys to put the seat lid back down, then they're going to be good to women. And it's like, I actually think there's other things we can emphasize. And maybe this one like isn't the biggest fish to fry. I don't know. Like it just really struck me. And I, I've been thinking about it a lot because... I don't think I've ever once gone into a bathroom after a dude and been like, fuck this guy. He left the <laughs> thing. <laughs> like, dude. that's never occurred to me. It's really not a big deal. Um, just, you, you just took me for a ride. I did not know where you were going with that, but I love where you landed. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I just feel like it's not really that big a deal. And I feel like, because this is the thing. This is the thing with the gestures. Ooh, I'm ready to scream. Okay. Okay. This is, I feel like this connects to a bigger thing around gestures in dating. I know a lot of people, I will say, I will say like my sister and my mom I can never tell them about like a gesture a guy does because they're like marry him marry him (laughs) like if I let them know that a dude made me dinner they're like he's the one and this is the thing making somebody dinner is a really nice thing to do but it can also just be like I think every single guy that's absolutely used me for sex has first asked (laughs) to make me dinner has first asked to make me dinner so it can be a nice thing it can kind of be a manipulative thing where they're like now I'm owed so the Mm. gestures I've I've met people I love and respect who don't put the toilet seat down I've met people who put the toilet seat down who I don't want to have a lot to do with them it just feels pretty neutral so I think touting it as necessarily like this means it's good I just, I I think there's a lot more to it than that. Specifically, the, like, I want to cook you dinner thing is something that I actually feel like if guys offer, these guys keep offering to do it for me really early on in a date, which is, A, I might not feel comfortable being in a non-public space with you yet. That's kind of asking a lot of me personally. I now feel like I have to navigate if we're going to hook up because now we're suddenly in a home on, like, date two, on date three. Like, I don't want to hook up with you yet. And maybe that's not what they're thinking about, but, like, it immediately actually puts a lot of pressure on me. That's how I feel about it. Yeah. And I think when it's said with this attitude of like, hey, is a guy even said this to me? He a guy even said this to me. He was like, after I made you dinner. Like, he said this to me. Ew. And, and he was a nice guy, too. I, he wasn't, like, making me feel used. But I was like, I, I you know, just do something nice because you, like, want to do something nice for somebody. Not because it's, like, a school gore that like I now have to repay to you that's weird in any relationship so I feel a little wary of too many of the gestures which is gonna piss off if any guys listening to this they're like well great I guess I'll never do right. anything nice for you again listen everyone hates me it's fine they hate mm-hmm. me I'm just <laughs> saying like I'm just saying like this is truly how I feel sometimes it makes me uncomfortable yeah and really what it comes down to for me is like gestures over like real things like Using gestures. Yeah, being, being seen as good, like yes. valuing being seen as good more than you value treating people, actually treating people well. Exactly. Like is the thing. My, a friend of mine who I used to live with back when I lived in D.C., I was like just graduated college. This was a really long time ago and she's now married to someone else and like, you know, good, good that she got out of this. But she was dating someone who we lived together so I would see him all the time and he was like constantly not doing enough to – to show her love and to show her that he was thinking of her and just like constantly dropping the ball on their plans and 
not making her feel prioritized. But then he would like do all these gestures to make up for it, like send flowers and go above and beyond and like do this romantic thing where he like showed up and surprised her and this and that. He just put his credit card down. It's not emotion. It's not love. Exactly. And I feel like for a little while she was caught in the place and this is understandable. It's emotional. But like she was caught in the place of feeling like, well, he's trying. He's making it up to me, whatever. And I think she finally realized after a little while, like all he's doing is the gestures and then everything else, the substance is bad. Yeah. And that watching that as her roommate at the time and her friend was like the first time that it really clicked for me that. I feel the same way as you do about the gestures. I'm like, that's not what I need you for. I can I can get myself all the things I want to get myself. I can treat myself to dinner. I can make myself dinner. That doesn't mean don't do it for me. And and I don't and I'm not like then indebted to someone. Also like my friends do really nice things for my family does and I don't feel like I owe them. I do nice things cuz I want to. Totally. I think when I've been swayed or clung to the gestures most was when I was in a relationship where I felt very either like deprived or like a little starved of something and so I was looking to cling to anything as proof that they loved me and so that's probably when you're most vulnerable to hanging on to those things because like you want to you just like want to have love yeah just to speak to the guy you know you're saying like guys who are listening to this are going to be like oh well I just won't do anything like to speak to that guy who's thinking that as they listen to this I am in a relationship right now where a lot of gestures are come my way. My boyfriend does a lot of sweet gestures for me and cooks me dinner and brought me a ton of flowers on Valentine's Day and like all these things. But it's like there's substance behind that. And he didn't like lead with that. And it's never a it's never a like you owe me now or like I'm tallying it and counting Look what it. I've done. Look at me and what I've never. done for you. It's just like, oh, I wanted you to like feel good and enjoy this dinner or whatever. Yeah, there's a difference. Yeah, so the toilet seat up, um, not enough for me personally. <laughs> Put that toilet seat is down. so <laughs> funny. I love it. Yeah, you're like, I think he's fine. I think he's gonna be fine. I think he's gonna be fine. Let's <laughs> let's have him like go say sorry to the girl that he just pushed. How about that? <laughs> okay. Do you ever? <laughs> I don't Probably. know if this is funny. Do you ever She's laughing. pass by? I, it makes me laugh, but I don't know. Do you ever pass by something and like you have to say it out loud? Like yeah, a sign? <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like I do that. If I'm on a road trip with friends, like we'll pass by a sign oof, that says oof. like a Some funny. Some people do it when they're like Jess, You know when you drive from D.C. to Baltimore and you pass by Jessup, Maryland? I always have to be like Jessup. But... <laughs> <laughs> But that's that's I think that's less certain signs you have to say and just like I will say when I see my name that's become yeah that one's become like routine because my name's in it but I passed a sign in Chicago like near my apartment the other day and I was alone in my car I wasn't even with anyone and I had to say it out loud and the what was it the company or whatever was Horween H-O-R-W-E-E-N it's funny Horween Leathers and I had to be like I literally drove by and was like Horween (laughs) <laughs> just to myself no that's funny that's obviously funny it's a silly word okay. it's a silly word and you do it and you do this too probably <laughs> tell yeah, me i'm not I alone <laughs> no you're definitely not alone because I've, I've met the rest of you out there but i don't know if it's a notable thing about me i'm also constantly speaking out loud to myself same so same. it's hard it's hard to it's hard to ever catch 
a, a gap in the conversation to say, oh, she started talking out loud. It's just like, oh, she's been talking for days. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> she never stopped. <laughs> she never fucking stopped. Yeah. I mean, that's fair. I do that too. But yeah, sometimes you just pass by something and you're like, I got to hear that. Like I need. I got to hear that. I got to feel that on my lips. Yeah, but I need to say it out loud and hear it. Yeah. Horween. 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 It's kind of weird to say. Um, I mean, I have more little things that like will take us a minute to talk about like that. <laughs> yeah, do it. Do it. Give me, give me one more. <laughs> okay, here's another one. So <laughs> this is actually something my friend said and it cracked me up. So we were, we were at a friend's house last weekend. Love it. And she has a dog. Live for it. Thank you. We were doing floral arranging. I posted about it on Instagram. I... My, like, new obsession is arranging flowers instead of, like, buying a bouquet, like, or buying the individual flowers and arranging it myself. It was so therapeutic and beautiful. So that's just a shout out. If people are looking for, like, something to do and spend unnecessary $40 on, you can do that. Um, oh, such a good, such a good spend. Yeah. So we were at a friend's place doing that. And she has a dog. And the dog kept you know, coming up and kind of smelling our lady parts and doing some humping. And he was just like in that type of zone. And my friend so earnestly when the first time that he came up to her and kind of like went in there, she apologized to the rest of us and was like, I'm sorry. And we oh were like, god. why are you? Oh my god. Oh why are no. You sorry. Oh, and she goes, it's heartbreaking. Then she goes, I'm just really sexy for dogs. And like all of this was not her trying to be funny. It like flowed out of her mouth without her thinking. I could tell that this was just a genuine apology. I'm sorry. Dogs just I have dog sex appeal. Like And I wrote it down and like I can't get I'm over it. I'm thinking dogs. about it every day. Uh, that's precious. First of all, first of all, it has never occurred to me that when a dog smells my potato, that it's because they, I have never thought of it as sexual. I don't think the dog wants to fuck me or maybe they do, but I just thought they like to smell stuff. I think they just like to smell stuff. I never thought I was having a sexual moment. Why are they going more to a woman's crotch than to a man's? I noticed that. I noticed that. Maybe, I mean, I guess men don't smell so much. Maybe. Yeah, that's true. There's more, o- there's more like of a juice and an odor coming from there. It's a there. fact I can own. I didn't ever think this dog and I are about to fuck. <laughs> that's wild. But he was like. That's wild. This dog was not only smelling the situation. He was like humping our legs. Like it okay, was sexual. Okay. It was a sexual encounter. Okay. And they, yeah, they were about to. And she, she knew it. Yeah. genuinely apologized for. That is so funny. She was like, these are the facts. Yeah. It just cracked me up, and I'm going to say that every time a dog approaches me. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sexy for dogs. You got to start saying that to strangers on the street. You got to say that to strangers on the street. When their dog stops you and their dog is doing, like, nothing notable, the dog is standing, (laughs) not sniffing anything, like, minding its own fucking business, ignoring you, and you're like, I'm sorry that I'm so sexy for your dog. I am so sorry. This is so awkward. I have to do that. I'm going to be on Neighborhood Watch. I love that. I'm obsessed. I want to be. I'm just the uncle that roams around the neighborhood and apologize for my dog sex appeal (laughs) please do girl i think we fucking did it i think so too i think so too um (laughs) every goddamn time she leans back pensively (laughs) yeah i always lean back and like she leans back in her work (laughs) lion king shirt (laughs) thanks for listening thanks for being here um if you want more we're having a time over on instagram whenever we whenever we can at not for everyone pod on instagram it's not the number four everyone pod 
you can find each of our individual Instagrams, The Good Sitter for Caroline and Jay-Z DeBakey for me. Leave a review. Send it to your friend. Send us your what to do's You know how it goes. You know how it goes. We're happy to be here. We're happy you're here. Anything else? Someone sent a episode request that I can't tell if this would actually be interesting or if I'm just interested in talking about myself. <laughs> okay. Probably. Oh, I can actually, I can tell you which one it probably is. I know but, the request. Yes. Um, she was talking about like, you and I both references ref, referenced a bunch of our past jobs, which for me, it is a long list. And she was like, I would love to hear an episode about like, past jobs first of all it'll be 12 hours long mm-hmm. um i don't know if that's just fun for me to talk about as someone who's obsessed with the sound of my own voice or if that would actually be an engaging one to hear i like that put it to the listeners let us know if you're interested in that i was touched by that message because you've had a lot more kind of unique jobs than i have and this person still said in their message and jess's corporate history i was like really you want to know no i love talking about the corporate stuff because it is what so many people are doing and it's psychosis. Like I had a corporate job and it's just like office. I mean, the office life, it's it's a different life. I almost want to say it's not real life, but it's a, it's a huge part of your life. It's very real, but it is so specific. I love talking about it's true. Life, office life, whatever. It's so interesting to me. There is a lot of content. Yeah. So let us know if that's interesting to you because I'd be happy to do a deep dive. I feel like there's a specific way to frame it. Yeah. So if you have like a specific take on talking about like careers and whatever, there's a million different ways we could do that episode. But I was just like, there's a lot to say. Got a lot to say. Love it. All right. Well, love it. Love you. Kiss it to the skies. Oh, <laughs> is that going to become our sign off? I no, love our, it. Si- our sign off is fun and power, but we never say it on the podcast. We just say That's it privately. True. We just say it privately. So I'm going to announce We just that text it to each other in quiet moments. Just as, just as I think we text to each other or scream at each other sometimes at the end of a conversation is fun and power. I think those are our two values. A hundred percent. It sums up everything we're going for here. And I would say today was very fun and very power. So. <laughs> <laughs> so hard and so much. So fun and so, so power. Long. So long. <laughs> All right. All right. Go come. Go come. (laughs) Bye, guys. Bye. Let me tell you this. It is really... First of all, who's in this basement? Hello? Luke? Dad? (laughs) It's a man. I'm recording in the basement. Who's in the basement? Hello? All right. Well, whatever.